0: Daniel, we're here.
1: Yes, I am. Powering up.
0: Powering up? Like the... Yes. Uh, God, Who was? What's the name of the thing for the Power Rangers? Uh, the big robot. The mechs. Megazord. Meg, Megazord? What? Megazord. Megazord? Is that what... Yeah, we're Megazord all together. Okay.
1: Yes. Combined. But we're missing our third piece.
0: I mean, aren't there technically five Power Rangers? There are
1: there? five. I mean, we have... Okay, so it's the three of us, and then we have, like, two friends of the show. I don't know. That combined. Who's the Green <laughs> Ranger of the group? oh it's a good one
0: probably alex because he does all the the real work behind the scenes <laughs> i just I don't, know. I don't know it was always would
1: not that be like alpha no no
0: i don't know man i've seen a lot so it's power rangers i always found it weird that the green ranger was you know the best one it was like green
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's an odd color i remember the Uh-oh. power ranger show when i was a kid there was a burgundy like he was about thunder or whatever
1: oh yes ninja storm
0: was that it? I remember, yeah, it was, yeah, I remember really liking it because it was a cool color, but it was just never really fit into the normal, like main five color anyway. Uh, we should talk about hockey, shouldn't yes, we? Yes, we will. <laughs> okay, um, to start the show, I don't know, there's a few places we could go. Um, we're still at that time of the year that I hate, Daniel. The trade deadline is not Friday, as in in two days, it is next Friday, the 3rd of March, as you know. So just over a week away from the trade deadline, how are you feeling?
1: I think I'm feeling the same way you said. Um, A lot of speculation. We've been looking at what insiders have been saying, but nothing confirmed. Um, I think we really got lucky with the Ryan O'Reilly trade because that gave us a lot of content and something to discuss. I think right now we're back to square one where we mentioned, will he go? Will he not?
0: See, it's a double-edged sword, the fact that we got the Horvat trade, then the O'Reilly trade. Mm-hmm. Because then that means there was even less to talk about next week and more focus on the depth guys. Here's what doesn't help either, Daniel. I like to know if you agree or disagree with me on this. So, Jacob Chikorin and Vlasov-Gabrikov are out for trade reasons. Now, Luke Shen is. So, and none of them seem to be imminent. Maybe Luke Shen. We'll get to that a little later. Maybe Call but that depends on the Bruins doing something else. But it doesn't help that we these we have these guys sitting. And we're so used to, by the time they get sat, that means they're about to be traded, but nothing's happening.
1: Yeah, um, I was kind of surprised. Like, Jake Trader, it's been, what, over a week now he hasn't played? Uh, I think so, yeah. That's uh, pretty crazy. Um, He's also been available for more than a year. Yeah, and... You know, granted, he is healthy now. So mm-hmm. I don't know what the holdup is. Also, that cap hit in this economy.
0: It's healthy to move.
1: Yeah. no, well,
0: that's probably why they want so much. And um, I don't know. The Kings and them just still haven't sat and got it done, which is very annoying. Uh, but mentioned earlier, Luke Shen is a news player to be sitting out. Um, again, sometimes it, you get mixed up about how much you read in that. Because earlier today, I was looking through some stuff. Emily Kaplan put out her little piece about what she's hearing lately. Friedman put out 32 thoughts today, the blog. So uh, it was either one of them or somewhere else where I saw the fact that apparently the Canucks won a third round pick for Luke Shen. If they don't get that, then he's probably going to stay. That's not too outrageous for, I would think, some teams out there. You know what? I'm going to check if a certain team has it very quickly. Okay. Here, Daniel. To see if a certain team has a third-round pick. Because I think they were reported to maybe not be in anymore on this player. But I I have to check.
1: Yeah, again, that's not bad at all for Luke Shen. Um, I think he's really rebuilt his value and aged gracefully into his 32, 32 years old right now. And if the Canucks can get that, why not? But I think he's also a locker room guy that you don't get the right price for him. You keep him and... See where things go. Um, this looks like a situation to me that he really does love Vancouver. I think after what happened with Tampa and how he kind of showed he was still a reliable guy on a cup-winning team. Um, no matter what Jeff Valette says, I know Jeff Valette mentioned he only played nine. I think eighteen or nineteen of twenty-eight playoff games in the back-to-back cup you mean runs. Um, uh, yeah? yes,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: okay. Um, did he point point that out? Yeah, he pointed that out that uh because I think someone did tweet out that Luke Shen and I know I mentioned it just to just to joke with Alex, like the homecoming of him coming back to Toronto, but it does make sense that there really isn't any space for him here in Toronto, but I'll just see where it goes. I he does look like someone that he'll get traded, go for a run, and then you know, if it goes well, maybe if it doesn't go well, he'll come back to Vancouver and just be that character guy again.
0: So he is uh 33. No
1: 33. Okay. Now
0: the Leafs third round pick is mixed in right now with the condition for the Coyotes. I'm assuming that's an Anchorage trade. Um, but the Tampa Bay Lightning do have their third round pick this year. Bring them back. Check that. Yeah, bring back Luke Shun. Why not?
1: Why not? Awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, I I could feel like a lot of teams could could afford that. I'm not going to go through every single one because I don't think people really want to listen to me do that for another hour. But um, interesting stuff nonetheless. Uh, we can take one name off the trade list, and I have taken him off the two one podcast, Big Board. I can't do, I don't have the energy to do the whole name, Daniel, I won't lie to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan Taves, it seems to be suffering long-term from COVID issues. We know he had it before a significant time. Uh, he won't be traded. Um, Sorry if I've just repeated myself here, Daniel. Um, Jonathan Taves, I meant to say Patrick Kane there. I'm a mess, I'm so sorry. Um, That's okay. Patrick Kane is still up in the air. We'll talk about him in a second here. Your immediate reaction to Jonathan tapes not being traded in, you know, as his feature as a player, we don't know.
1: Yeah, I think it kind of was confirmed when that he was out for that season, not knowing what was going on. We had speculation about long COVID about how he was suffering from that. And, you know, we got we got the confirmation now. And all I can really say is I wish him the best. I know that we were gauging value of where he's at in his career, whether or not there's going to be a Winnipeg Jets uh, offer there, you know, he goes back to Manitoba, but um, nah, I don't know. Just want to just really wish him the best. It's just an odd season for Chicago in a way. And it's just that guy, you know, Jonathan Taves that just like that last piece of what was Blackhawks before and seeing what they are now. I think Things do get accelerated a lot more now, now that he may not play. He may not come back next year.
0: Well, um, we can't say Jonathan Taves without mentioning Patrick Kane. So um, right after, a couple of days after, you know, the uh, the Blackhawks get their, you know, chess caved in by the Leafs uh, in the most lopsided game, apparently in like betting history or something. Um, the O'Reilly trade happens. We covered that. Um, since then, though, the Hawks did play the Leafs yet again, and Patrick Kane put the team on his back, scored a Hatcher against the Leafs. Afterwards, uh, made a point to say that him going to Toronto wasn't something that was going to happen, denying the reports. Um, those are for a year.
1: I, Remember that? I, those are for over like a year. You kept hearing that?
0: Yeah. yeah. Did you know that him and Austin Matthews want to play together?
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Especially when that week leading up to the O'Reilly trade, I feel like Toronto media was really, really I could I can tell you how many times I saw on Twitter or YouTube thumbnails from sports and TSN saying should Patrick Kane be elite? That was an alarm. See I mean that was Alex's, I hear it all the way, even though he's working right now. That was mm-hmm. his alarm, not mine. Um,
1: okay. <laughs> um all the way from UFT right now.
0: Oh uh, yeah, come on now. Um I hope he's not standing on a box to look as tall as the guy next to him in the broadcast, please. Uh, I know he's not doing broadcasts. So. Um, I had to I had to get that taken there. Um, where was I? Patrick Kane. Yeah, um, it's, it's funny that I mentioned that. Um, but this was stuff coming out, and uh, Friedman said this, and Emily Kaplan have said this. The team's apparently right now interested in Patrick Kane. The Carolina Hurricanes, mm-hmm. interesting. The Dallas Stars, even though apparently that may have been shot down by Taves I saw somewhere. Uh, Vegas, who just put Mark Stone on LTIR. And the Oilers. Now, two notes I want to mention here, Daniel. Obviously, Vegas earlier today moved the Shea Weber contract for Dyson Mayo. That clears up um, a lot of cap stuff for the future. A lot of stuff was being made. Cap friendly on Twitter had a really good breakdown of it for anyone who wants to go see it. And actually, tying also the to Carolina. Tom Dunham was actually on Daily Face Off uh, talking with Frank Cervelli saying that right now the Hurricanes are leaning more on the aggressive side than ever. We know about Timo Meyer, but maybe if they don't want to pay that big of a price, Patrick Kane is a rental, maybe.
1: Yeah. We never really, we never really seen a Carolina trade that, like, for me, they're a team that has always been so strategic mm-hmm. with the moves they make that I've never really seen them do this type of quote unquote rental going all in type of move. And we mentioned before, we mentioned it before the playoffs last year that when is it going to be the year that we see this core that, it's more or less one of the most complete teams in the league. Finally, make that long run. So, I can see it. Like, can they finally beat Boston? Like, that's one thing too.
0: Um, you can see that about so many teams in the yeah. <laughs> too. Um, they are just the Bruins are such demons to everyone, and it's the funniest thing ever. Um, listen, I think Kane. For some reason, I, my head's really telling me Vegas now. Um, just because. It just feels funny. It just feels so on brand for Vegas to go out and get him. Um, like a uh, hired
1: gun. You know what I mean? It's yeah, exactly. It's just that feel. It's like the mercenary feel, but <laughs> to the way Vegas is like, you know, Mark Stone's gone. Now let's get Patrick Kane. But I think maybe just my thing, but his personality fits Vegas a lot more. In a way, like in strangely, Phil Kessel has as well, because it's just Phil Kessel. And then why not go to Vegas?
0: Um, I'm thinking of jokes to make about Patrick Kane, but I'm not going to um, when it comes to Vegas and being a party city. I won't do it. Um, but um, I thought for a second, when you talk about personality, for some reason I thought you were about to talk about Shea Weber. <laughs> because I was looking at his name on the notes. I'm like, uh, yeah, no, he he's very quiet.
1: We could talk about him if you want. We didn't get no, to I, say the I trade, the full trade.
0: I don't, I don't not. I didn't write it down because I didn't think it mattered. Okay. I, what is it like a third or a fourth? In it's a
1: fifth and Shea, yeah. For Dyson Mayo.
0: I like getting Dyson Mayo as a depth guy.
1: But yeah. the, the crazy thing now is the Coyotes, and I just saw this on Daily Off. oh no, cap friendly is, they have over $26 million on the IR for retained you know, salary.
0: What is it, around 25% of their cap hits made out of LTI? That's a, you can't keep letting that happen. Yeah. That's such a joke. They're not spending any real money, because what is it, Weber signing bonus? He's only going to be paid like a million dollars for every year left in the deal. Mm-hmm. It was funny seeing everyone mention, hey, for Coyotes Legends retiring without ever playing a game, Shea Weber, uh, Chris Pronger, Pablo Dotsu. Do you know technically um Chickering came from that move?
1: Yeah, he did. That was the one for uh that Philip Ronick, Yep. And I think Joe Vitale went to Detroit and so then we both, the we both saw be-
0: that tweet earlier today, then.
1: Yeah, and it was like Dennis, Dennis Chilosky was the pick swap. That's the first it. round pick swaps.
0: That's going to be a very interesting trade tree to look at in a couple of years.
1: Yeah, I, this is a random thing, but I just remembered it. But Dallas has and Detroit actually have made a lot of like moves that have really shaped the franchises in a way that kind of led to other trades. Like whenever Detroit ch- acquires or trades like a pick that's in the second round, it like affects them dramatically. Like they trade Chickering, but they got Ronick back, right?
0: Uh-huh. That was a
1: second round. That was with a second round pick. But they also traded like the pick that became Rupe Hints to Dallas. Oh, really? Yeah. And that changes things. So it's just weird with Detroit when it comes to second round picks, like, you know, they never have any luck. Well, they do um, have, they, yeah.
0: I mean, everyone right now is probably thinking, hey, remember Pavel Datsugan on like the, the fifth and sixth? Yeah. Year? That's when no one feels bad for Detroit. Um, Marion yeah.
1: Hosa is also Coyote, right?
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's another one. I was still never going to get over it, how all of a sudden he became allergic to his equipment and it, mm-hmm. no one ever blinked at it. Like that was That's that's a move in NHL history that's always really bothered me. Um, but, you know, the Blackhawks, no, and I'm thinking of another thing to say. I'm not going to say it, though. I'm not going to say it. Um, another one of those teams interested in Patrick Kane. And I'm starting to wonder what this team's actually going to do with the deadline And I'm starting to wonder, and I'm concerned they're not going to do anything. And that's the Edmonton Oilers. Feels like it was always like, are they getting Chickering? No, they're not getting Jacob Chickering. Everyone talked about Eric Carlson. Well, let's be honest, that's probably not going to happen. Friedman sort of went upon that on the blog today. Like, what actually are the Oilers going to do?
1: Because they have to do something. I think right now we can't look at the highs of it, that they're three points off from winning the – well, from leading the division – Right now, uh, yeah, they've Can caught we, up, they've caught up. Yeah,
0: I knew they were like right outside the wild card, but they had a bunch of games in hand. There is the Pacific that weird,
1: it's it's, it's weird. So, I it's I, a, it's, they're it's, on that high swing right now that we see, but I don't think that it's gonna last. So, uh, yeah, I could really expect them to do something, but it just I've, I'm thinking of the money and like how you're gonna let that make that work,
0: man. The Pacific is, is, is so. So bad, yeah. <laughs> it's actually hilarious, um, man. So it's funny we luck at it here. Hopefully, the the Nashville just kind of hopefully just decide that they're done, and then it's basically if Calgary can get there. I mean, Calgary is not looking. They have to win tonight. Calgary lose tonight to the Coyotes. That's going to be. Is there already? F- no, that's not five points. It is five point, No, it's four points. They're four points, wait, yeah, four points back of the wild They're even when it comes to games play. Big win last night for Minnesota and uh, Ryan Hartman getting them past L.A. That's a big win for Minnesota. Calgary need to, they're running out of runway here. Um, Yeah. Sorry, I completely went off Edmonton because everything's dollar in, dollar out for them. So it's, is it really just going to be they're going to move Pugliarvi and that's it? Because if you don't bring back an asset the other way, then. Like, McDavid just hit 800 points. Yeah, how stupid is it to think he's already done that?
1: Work on and that. You I mean, may
0: not get him any help.
1: And it's crazy. Like, you know, we—I we, can mention the bigger achievement here. Just when you look at the names he's around right now, of when they played, and he finally reached eight hundred points in those many games.
0: So what no, was It's the, insane.
1: I didn't think I'd see fastest. that in our lifetime.
0: So it's it's fifth fastest. And who's ahead of him? Wayne, Mario.
1: So, so uh, Stasny, Peter
0: Stasny sorry, Peter Pat
1: Stasny and then Mike Bossy.
0: And then Mike Bossy, that's stupid. Those are like mythical names. Yeah, it just it's so stupid to say out loud he's hit 800 points and he, it feels like he's been in the league for 10 minutes sometimes.
1: Yeah, it's kind of crazy. He's already what 25, 26, I, I'd see. and then Leon hit 700 points.
0: Yeah, it was like fifth quickest among active state skaters. He's done that. Man, imagine imagine that they're they were pulling not the leave.
1: team ahead.
0: It's <laughs> so sad. So who do they play in the playoffs if it started today? They would play Dallas. Well. Because yeah, they just have one point more. So they'd be playing Dallas. I yeah, I'm taking Dallas.
1: I'm taking Dallas, yeah.
0: Like, oh it's, it's I wouldn't be surprised if Edmonton came out, but it's like the stars are something else this year, too.
1: They've really built on, and we'll get back to the Oilers. But the the Dallas Stars have really built on what they showed last year. I think um, I was kind of iffy about the Niels Lundqvist trade, but you know it's as advertised for me. Like how good their draft picks have been.
0: You know, who's only a point behind them too? That's Winnipeg. The yeah, they Jets could do like, something like two teams that you know went off with new coaches, and it's done wonders. By the way, shout out to the abs being like right there too, despite like every injury in the world happening there.
1: Yes. Wishing Kale McCarr the best. I know he's still on. That's,
0: yeah, that's, that's rough. With the still contract. trying to
1: get back in their lineup.
0: So tough. Uh, if you guys want Sean Monahan, go get him.
1: I could, you know, back to the Battle of Alberta. That'd be crazy. Yeah.
0: I mean, what? what? No, I mean, to Colorado.
1: Oh, my bad. I thought you meant Sean Colorado. Monahan as like that. You know, cheap depth guy to, or like Puyarvi and a third for Sean Monahan. I'd do that. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty fair.
0: I'd do that in a heartbeat.
1: Like, I mean, what, if Montreal Monahan retains. played
0: the, the full year and was good, then I wouldn't. But the way he is now, I'd, I'd do that. Yeah. Do that in a heartbeat. You see, apparently, that um, obviously Minnesota got the pick for helping retain in the O'Reilly deal. Apparently, Montreal were trying to do that because of all the injury stuff going on in their cap. They couldn't do it. Which is very annoying. You okay. have to
1: follow where that fourth goes.
0: And the fork is leading like seventh overall right now. I gotta get it. Man, well, Michkov and all that. If they somehow swipe like Leo Carlson, I'll be happy. I'll be happy.
1: That'd be good. What about Will Smith? No.
0: No, I want Leo Carlson. Leo Carlson's worst case scenario for me, and that's a it's a good player, but you know. That's, okay. That's a uh apparently Jeff Petries. <laughs> Available via trade. The Penguins have made them available. Um, Dan, I can't say this name properly. Dan Kingserski was talking about it. And uh, it was also going red. Marco D'Amico made something on, uh, was writing something about the Habs and looking back on the Matheson and trade. Oh, I love it. Apparently he's been playing well, but it just makes me kind of, kind of laugh. Do you see the stats of like, um, let me see if I can find this, about the Penguins' third line. Because man, um, one thing we have not talked about enough is Jeff Carter has not been good.
1: That was a bad I already knew it. That was <clears throat> that was a very typical Brian Burke, you know, excellent deadline pickup for him a couple of years ago, but that was I already knew that was that was a very, very Brian Burke he's my type of guy extension. Yeah. That you shouldn't have given to Jeff Carter, who was thirty six at the time.
0: So, uh, Grav on Twitter put this out: the Pittsburgh Penguins' third line combined since January first, and this is a, uh, this is Brock McGinn, Jeff Carter, and Kasperi Kapanen. In fifty-five games played, they have collectively four goals, four points. Sorry, four goals, four assists for eight points, six even straight points, a minus sixteen and twenty-seven penalty minutes. Uh by the way, uh, as he puts here, just for reference, the Rangers' third line, the Kid Line, or the Boys Become Men line, as Mike calls it have produced 43 points over that same stretch.
1: My goodness. Oh, my God. Like, I don't
0: count out Sidney Crosby, but I kind of count out the rest of the team.
1: I count out their depth. I count out the fact that they went out and traded for these guys or signed them, and that's what you have.
0: It's not looking good. It's not looking good. Uh, Where else can we talk about here? I forget who had this. Did you see the thing? Apparently, the Oilers may be interested in Pareco. I can't remember who the life of me had this out there. I may didn't for, Maybe didn't see that.
1: Maybe
0: And you know what? Just in case, we'll we'll, we'll not talk about that. I don't okay. Want
1: to, I was hoping Asterisk one, for next episode.
0: Yeah, I was hoping one of you had also seen it, but like I just I've I only remember the seen
1: reporter. I've only seen like his name in you know the Blues are gonna do a fire keep doing their fire sale. So
0: well. Here's the thing. They may not do that anymore, Daniel, because and this was on Insider Trading. Apparently, the St. Louis Blues have emerged as a potential landing spot for Timo Meyer. Now, okay, uh, LeBron said on Insider Trading, uh, they're willing to give up two first-round picks in a Timo Meyer package. Now, New Jersey and Carolina are, uh, excuse me, do remain the front runners for the deal. However, um. Listen, it, the blue line needs work. We talked about that last episode. Uh, Timo Meyer can jumpstart your rebuild, or because you know it's been said that maybe they don't want to do a long-term one. At the same time, though, that's like the worst, most boring outcome for this trade deadline. I like, kind of hope yeah. it doesn't happen.
1: I just kind of feel like if you think jumpstarts, like I guess you know, accelerated rebuild or a retool on the fly. I don't know. Like I, I don't see him as like a focal point guy, but I could kind of see the allure of getting him. And I, I look at what other teams are looking at in terms of a trade package. And I don't know if what would St. Louis's look like, like Jake Neighbors and a first, or those two firsts, or you know, Scott Peronovich, I don't know. Cause I think like to have Alexander Holtz there and not really utilizing him and trading him in a package, that wouldn't even hurt the Devils because they're just so deep.
0: I know he's hurt, though. I don't know how hurt he is, but I think he got hurt the other day. Mm-hmm. That may complicate things. Well, no, the, the Devils are, I mean, the way their decor looks like right now, and apparently definitely not going to get rid of Nemech. I think anyone else is sort of, obviously, beside a guy like he, mm-hmm. he's, they're in a pretty good position. So, yeah, they I don't think trade,
1: um, Shakur Mamadoulin.
0: Man, that guy feels like he's been around forever. Just because I think you he played for the World Juniors at one point, did he not? He
1: did, yeah. I remember when when Russia was allowed to.
0: See, okay, okay. <laughs> I I that's one name that you always remember because it's just anytime Gordon Miller said it, you're like, I'm sorry? How many times did you have to practice that one in front of a mirror? Um yeah, wonder that. Wonder that. Uh Chris Johnson crypto, bro. Can I forget? Uh, also yes. mentioned that apparently Dmitry Orlov's name has started to go out in trade talks right now. Apparently, negotiations with the Caps haven't gone anywhere. Um, they haven't given up on it, but it is something to
1: keep an eye on. I think it's something we talked about like two years ago. Where it's like he might be, he might be is on his way out of Washington, and then he's still there.
0: <laughs> the, the same thing with Kuznetsov. Yeah, like is he going? No, he's back. Um, man, they need D. <laughs> That's the thing. Orlov's a pretty underrated defenseman when you look at his underline numbers, apparently. Um, I see a lot of those those sort of hockey opinions out there of, about this guy a lot. Um, man, if you have the chance to get him, though, I mean...
1: Yeah, be solid. To
0: another D. I mean, Dmitry Orlov is a pretty good name. I'm not saying... You know, the Leafs are, are the team that are going to get it, even if he is moved. But I'm just saying, like, if you need an upgrade on D and you need the, if you're willing to pay the price for a rental, if he's out there, man, go get Dimitri Orlov. It's a good player.
1: The Oilers, no. Maybe that'd be in their price range.
0: Um, then a Chikorin or a Carlson. Like Five million? Let me check. Um, no, I already have their cap. Oh, you right.
1: have it? Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dmitri Orlov. That's the four words, Adam. God damn it. Is 5.1 million. So you retain half 2.5 and the you, Harvey one for one. They could do it. Yeah. Or I believe Orlov is a lefty, right? I'm pretty sure he's he a is. He's a
1: left hand shot, yeah.
0: So maybe the Boston Bruins? Maybe. Because they want a lefty.
1: If yeah, if they don't get Gavrikov, I'd get Orlov.
0: Man, yeah, oh yeah. So it's funny you say that. That's a nice transition there, Daniel. I love to see it. Uh, this was written in 32 thoughts about Boston and, and Uh Obviously, LA Freeman, we love him. Boston Bruins, it's been a week since Columbus pulled Vladislav Gabrikov. so that's probably a week and a half since Chikurin was pulled, Daniel, to answer your question earlier, because mm-hmm. Gavrikov was right after. Uh, Columbus pulled Gavrikov from the lineup. Uh, everything points to Massachusetts. I forgot I can't pronounce you Boston Ma- as the landing Boston, spot. Boston, yes. And we're not talking about... Uh, playing offensive tackle for the Patriots. It's believed the Bruins... Why did he have to write that? Um,
1: he was having fun.
0: Yeah, is. yes, he no, I can't pronounce that state. Is it the state or is it like the air? I don't know. No, it's, it's the, the state. state.
1: It's the state, yeah.
0: It's believed the Bruins need um a need to make another move to make everything work. He puts Mike Riley and Craig Smith in brackets. UFA this summer, Craig Smith, will love to see it. Um. And to this point, the Blue Jackets remain patient. The biggest question here is. Um, what else do they do with anything? Boston's got special chemistry um, and then it goes to a mess of chemistry and whatnot. Um, And they've been linked to guys like Shen and Barbashev. Um, Yeah. How long if you're Columbus, if they're the only team willing to make that move and pay that price, I guess you would be patient. But if you're Columbus, eh, the deadline's almost there.
1: Yeah, and the Bruins have a lot of players that they could give away. Like I, I could see a Fabian Lysol for a Gavrikov type of trade, especially if you could re-sign Gavrikov to a longer contract. Um,
0: he doesn't want it, does he? He doesn't want to do it.
1: Yeah, but then, if the you're thing.
0: the Bruins, you're probably like, "Oh, we can do it."
1: Yeah, we can do it. Here, you want a second? So Take
0: what? It. Is, what is it? The the asking price was like a first, a third, and a fourth. Yeah. The Bruins have their first, the third, and the fourth. They don't have have seconds this year and next, but they have their first and their thirds and their fourths and the pick six and they got two sevenths this year.
1: You know, I think they'll be fine with the like the assets. I think it is again, we always talk about, you know, this is a win now type of team. And they don't care. The fact that David Krejci came back for them. It's it's a bit of a special year for them.
0: I mean, this could be it. Yeah, I mean we say that every year about Boston, but
1: <laughs> then Bergeron wins another Selkie or something. I don't know.
0: But uh, man, if he I wouldn't be surprised if he does not year. Uh, he, he, he will. Uh, also, some other stuff on insider trading. Pierre LeBrun was saying that um, no white flags yet for Nashville, but they are apparently taking calls on Matias Ekholm. And Detroit appear not to be selling anyone and going for a playoff push instead. Now if they lose a few games, who knows? But that takes I think Wallman off the market. Bertuzzi off the market. Um, you know, I don't know about you, but I kind of see Ekholm being traded mid-season is sort of difficult to do. Yeah, but
1: it's a high-priced guy. Someone that
0: Boston I don't think. Yeah, team.
1: we we talked about like the character guys, the guys that the kind of define the culture of the team. And he's not he's not a Roman Yossi or Yossi Soros, I think. Um, but he's still definitely a big part of the success of like a stretch we've had with Nashville. So it'll be interesting. To you see. know what's
0: really funny about uh Matias Eckham? What is that? So I was just looking at this because I was curious. I knew his contract was around the six million dollar range. So he makes six point two million dollars. There's four years left. Three after this. Um he's thirty two. I didn't realize he was that old. Yeah I, I don't want to take that contract. Um but here's what's really funny he's a year younger than Ryan McDonough. Makes half a million dollars less and they both have the same amount of term left, but McDonough has trade protection. Um, I just found that really, really funny that you've yeah. got two of sort of the same players and um
1: They thought they were gonna go for it or at least continue the success of things, and it hasn't worked.
0: Oh, it hasn't. They're like they're kind of like San Jose, but not as bad. They've got maybe two guys that can score some good defensemen. But they actually have a goalie, but it's sort of like yeah. there's a lot of deals in there where you're like, I don't know if you're gonna do. Don't
1: anything. like the deals, but they never did like a, you know, like I mean, yeah, they did get Eric Carlson, and he's he has come back. You were right this year, but they never did that type of trade that it's like, oh, look at the package we sent the other way.
0: What's the most exciting trade that franchise has ever done? They've just been one for ones: Weber, Subban, um, Johansson, Jones.
1: Yeah, you're kind right. um, sort of right
0: trading same level players to be on well I think Jones well, no Jones is sort of um but yeah it's never been that sort of let's go load up.
1: They used to be a good team with development. I remember that
0: it was just the yeah they were the defenseman factory.
1: That um and finished goaltenders. Yeah so I think they had that going for them. Um I always remember and I know it didn't burn them in the end but I remember when they traded a first round pick for <coughs> Paul Gostad. Who he was, like, throughout his entire career, he was, like, a third-line center. And, like, he was, you know, he had put up solid points. Like, he could, he would be good for 20, 30 points. But as a guy that had, like, 100 penalty minutes a year. And they traded a first-round pick for him for some reason. That's
0: kind of like the, um, oh, God, that's like the Goudreau deal, like the Barclay one, except yeah. it didn't work out. <laughs> that's very unfortunate.
1: I mean, um, yeah, it's true. Who did San Jose? Like, oh yeah, Aussie Westblad. Sorry. That was the first round pick they traded away.
0: What was uh, what?
1: It was Aussie Westblatt for Barclay Goudreau.
0: Is that the guy who was uh who uh, was his mother death or his death? And they announced it via sign language. Yeah,
1: sure? yeah, that's the one.
0: That was cool. That was that's yeah, one. that was cool. Very cool. Do we know what the actual asking price for Timo Meyer is? Has that ever been specified?
1: I always thought of two firsts, then a solid prospect, and then I don't know, the third in and there, second. Body, maybe. Yeah.
0: Do you remember when Dougie Hamilton was the UFA and it felt like no one in Canada talked about it because it wasn't Tavares coming to the Leafs? Yeah. I feel like this year we're getting the everyone's talking about Patrick Kane and all this, but we don't exactly know what's going on. Like it feels like sometimes Timo Meyer's an afterthought, even though he's the best player available. Yeah. I just I don't know it's just I'm getting vibes of Dougie Hamilton UFA.
1: I could see that too, that it's just he's linked to like these certain teams, but it's just I don't know, he's just not the exciting name for a lot of people. Because he I think he's an excellent player. Like he plays that scoring power forward style that any playoff team would want. It's just I don't know. Is it just playing in San Jose like these last couple of years that uh, have yeah. kind of done that to him?
0: Everyone, I think the only person in Southern Ontario that went on about how good Timo Meyer is uh, has been Jeff Merrick. Mm-hmm. Just him. Um, especially when like Meyer's had a, an amazing year, like low key. I think he's already at 30 goals. It's probably going to hit 40. You know what I mean? It's And you have him in
1: fantasy. I think in a way, too, just. I know like a one – this is not recent, but I remember when people talked about – because he took a bit of a time to get to the player that San Jose saw in him when he went ninth. Because the next pick was Miko Rantanen.
0: Two power boys. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes the big guys just take a little longer. You know what I mean? They just take a little longer. It's Maybe just... that's
1: why. But I don't know. Okay, my prediction is he goes to New Jersey.
0: Yeah, it's just, you know – It uh, works. It works. Mean, not only is that sort of I think what everyone wants to happen, um, I feel like it's for the sake of the competitiveness when we go to the playoffs, I feel like that's the move that kind of needs to happen because the Rangers are obviously Superman right now. Um, yeah. especially with Teresinko and that bringing back Tyler Martin, you know. If the Shushirkin's been a little bad lately, that will stop. The yeah. hurricanes are the Hurricanes, so if if the rain if the um And like the Devils, if you look at the profile, the type of player they need, they need that big body scoring touch player like Timo Meyer. I don't. I think the only chance they have of getting past the Carolina or the Rangers rests with getting him. Um, so you know, I I like that. It's nice to. I want to see the Devils back with. Well, not not to mention, you know, I love me Jack Hughes, and I kind of uh, Jack Hughes and Timo Meyer. That's pretty hot. It's pretty hot. Pretty good. Daniel, that's everything
1: well, That was a quick episode I mean, oh. it is it is one of those lol episodes where we just like let's speculate, but it's, let's not yeah. confirm
0: That's what I hate So Please. it
1: was a solid, solid effort with what we were able to do We went through a lot of guys I liked about this episode We gave the role players their time
0: I mean It's like an athletic article about I don't
1: know. You just got to love it. It's like Dimitri Orlov's. I don't know. Or it's like I don't know. <laughs> Luke Shen's back. Like that's why I always love about the Athletic. is like they talked about the background information I wanted. Not only his playing but where he's from.
0: Oh, they're great. They um uh, the Habs staff were just doing I think I talked about last episode of the thing with Suzuki. Mm-hmm. And, um the story behind that trade and everything. Um oh, it's great work. I love it. Um especially like the Habs guys. I, I love their work. I love it. Um you know, just gotta mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um my throat hurts. That's okay. I wanna go to bed. Um All
1: right. So, Thank you for listening to the yeah, Two in One podcast.
0: We gotta think of a name now.
1: Yes, hopefully Alex is back by Sunday. If not, you'll see and listen to Adam and I again. In yeah. the meantime, check us out on all social media platforms.
0: Yeah, and I mean Alex will post them in the description.
1: Yes, yeah, so right now Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, of course, YouTube. Should we just
0: put Spotify,
1: Apple like make Podcasts?
0: A, make a promise to the listeners and do like a, a sound effect to make Alex do extra work. Like, okay, Alex, I want to hear a dolphin.
1: Okay. And it's we'll actually, <laughs> it,
0: it sounds like a dolphin noise to you guys, but it's actually saying subscribe. Mm-hmm. If you don't hear it, then you know Alex is making me sound very silly right now.
1: That's okay. Okay. Until next time, Adam.
0: Yeah, until next time.